Good morning, my friends. I'm Pastor Stephen Brooks, and welcome today to our midweek Bible study called Morning Glory. I want to invite you to take your Bibles and meet me today in James chapter 5, and let's drop down to verse 16 and talk about prayers that have mighty earth-shaking effect. Praise the Lord. This is going to be a lot of fun to study this topic. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we ask that your Holy Spirit would come, bringing that a special illumination, the special understanding that he is able to impart by turning the light on within our understanding. Father, let us be hearers and doers of your word and apply a lifestyle of prayer. Let us apply it today. Now we thank you in Jesus name. Amen. Today we're talking about earth shaking prayers. Praise the Lord. But remember, you can't shake anything unless you pray. Oh, I, I know you can pick up a gallon of orange juice and shake it so that it's mixed properly. You can shake your milk and things like that, but you can't have a heavy impact of shaking society, shaking the lives of people, unless you come through the avenue of prayer. Verse 16 Part B, the effective, fervent prayer of a righteous man avails much. Yes, it does. It has tremendous power in its working. But my friends, if we don't work it, if we don't pray, we can never experience these potential earth-shaking effects, the potential to do great things in the eyes of God. It all lies before us, but you can be an Elijah But even Elijah had to pray uh, just because your name is Elijah, just because you're a prophet doesn't give you a ticket. If you want the results, you're going to have to pray. So that's what brings separation. Those that prayed and hung in there and kept praying and got the breakthrough and those that never took their prayer life serious. So if you want to make a great impact like Elijah, then you need to really just be a person who says, I'm going to pray. I realize there's power in prayer. You may not have a PhD in prayer. Uh, After all, who does really, right? We're all learning. Even veterans who've spent time with the Lord in prayer and have walked with God. You know, there's always something new to learn about the Lord. But my friends, you can still get a really good grasp on this mighty spiritual tool of prayer. Know how to work it, know how to apply it and accomplish amazing things in your life. Um, I think it's fair to say that prayer, it doesn't answer everything. There are some things that don't respond to prayer. I, I made that statement a few weeks back, and somebody emailed and said, well, Pastor Stephen, I thought that prayer could handle or deal with everything. Uh, what types of things would prayer not be effective in? Basically, in areas where you have a responsibility to step in and do something and you don't really need to pray about it. For instance, if we're sitting on an airplane, the airplane's parked, you know, on the tarmac and we want to go from North Carolina to Los Angeles, we don't start praying, God, get this plane moving. Lord, we need to get to Los Angeles. Oh God, get this plane up in the air. Well, if, if, uh, if you really want to go there, then you can ask the pilots to do their job, you know, and make sure. But uh, if you have your own plane, but you, even if you don't know how to fly it and you want to go, well, then you're going to have to go to flight school. Well, no, no, Pastor Stephen, I don't, I don't want to do that. I just want to pray and I want God to show me how to fly it 
and then I'll just fly it back and we can skip all of that. No, you have to have a license. You have to have a permit. So prayer does not work in certain areas because you have a responsibility to just jump in there and do it. You don't really need to pray about it. There are some things you don't need to pray about, but there's others. Oh yes, that you do. And if you're not praying daily, you will really miss out on a dimension of God working in your life, he working in your life. And that's really what happens is that God and his power begins to come on the scene in your life when you are very consistent in your prayer life. And if you aren't, you can find yourself in the middle of a spiritual desert and a, in a type of spiritual famine. And you'll think, well, why God, what's going on? Well, the Lord, he never moved but it's us. We can drift. We can move away. And life can be very, very sneaky in a sense of being like a tide of the ocean, a rip tide that would try to pull you out. And sometimes you don't even know it. And you find out you're on your surfboard, just kind of hanging out. The next thing you know, you're half a mile from the shore. And you think, how did that happen? Just a natural progress of being pulled out by the tide. You can get pulled out miles to sea. But my friends, we're going to stay anchored to the Lord. And really, it's pretty easy to do if you just do it on a daily basis. All you have to do is win the day that is at hand. So we want to talk about this. Elijah was a man that prayed, and we, we know him as a great prophet of God, but if he didn't pray, this legacy, these amazing things that he did, we wouldn't have any knowledge of that. There would be no history of it, no occurrence of it. It happened because he prayed. One of the big questions I get by emails is, Pastor Stephen, I tried to get up in the morning and I tried to pray, and I don't, I don't know what, you know, people say, I don't know what to do. What, what do you do? Well, let me, let me help you out a little bit because I know what it's like to be in a place where, hey, this is new. I haven't had anybody mentor me or role model me or how can we say demonstrate. After all, prayer is something that in many ways is done in secret. So how can you learn if you haven't seen somebody else do it? I remember when I really began to discover the power of prayer and all the blessing associated through the avenue of prayer, I really began to really enjoy praying. And I had a roommate and he was, uh, he was a new roommate. He was very curious about the power of God, God's miracle power ability. And, uh, you know, I'm in my early uh, mid twenties and I'm, I just really having a great time with the Lord and in prayer and fellowship and his anointing was resting on my life. And, and so I got up real early in the morning to pray, which was, you know, normal for me went into the prayer closet uh, and it was, was a little closet, a little bitty tiny closet with some clothes in there. And uh, I knew that he was asleep. And so I, I'm just in the room praying and, you know, small room. This was like a little efficiency. And so much to my surprise, one morning when I finished my prayer time, I, may, I maybe prayed hour and a half. I don't really know. I know it was over an hour. And I'm not saying that of any type of boasting. I'm just trying to give you some insight of how it works in my life. And that I just want to put in, I want to put the meat on the bones for you so you can kind of flesh this out in your own way. Well, one morning when I finished my prayer time and you know, when I prayed in the prayer closet, I was kind of praying out verbally where I could hear it, but nobody outside of the closet would hear it. Well, much to my shock, when I opened the uh, door to the closet my roommate was laying 
right there by the closet with his head by the door. It was a miracle I didn't bump him in the head with the door when I opened it. And he's laying there with his ear right next to the door. And, you know, there's a little bitty crack at the bottom of the door. And he had laid there the whole time and heard every single thing I prayed. Well, I was kind of upset because when you pray to the Lord, you think you're talking one-on-one. Well, because you are talking one-on-one, you you share personal things. And so I certainly didn't think there was somebody laying by the door listening to everything I said. And so when I came out, I was so startled. And he, he said, oh, Stephen, he said, he said, please forgive me. I'm not trying to eavesdrop in a sense or, or listen in on your personal life. I just, I just want to know how to pray. <laughs> and he said, you know how to pray. So I just figured I'll just listen to Stephen and find out how he does it, and then I'll do it. Well, by the Lord's grace and goodness, that one day, I guess that one session of listening was enough for him, and he was he was up and running, and you know, he's gone quite a ways with the Lord, and it's amazing uh, the walk that he has developed with the Lord as well. It all comes out of prayer. You can't get it any other way. You can, you can be a great intellectual giant, even spiritually intellectual. Memorize not just books of the Bible, you memorize the whole Bible, but it's, it's the power of the Holy Spirit that makes all the difference. It's all the difference with the anointing and the Holy Spirit, or else it can come across dry. It can just be hidden knowledge, and you will not have, you will not have the empowerment, the, the Spirit's power to do what you need to do. So you get that power, you get that anointing through prayer praise the Lord. Hallelujah. So a lot of people ask me, Pastor Stephen, I don't know how to pray. How do you pray? Show me what you actually do when you get up in the morning and you go pray. Well, let's cover that a little bit because you can't, you can't shake things without mighty prayer and you can't, you can't do this unless you actually pray. And so let's talk about it today. The first thing I would encourage every single one of you to do, if you're very serious about your prayer life, I know that we have started the, uh, the New Year's 40-day prayer challenge, which is to give God a tithe of your time in prayer early in the morning, uh, two hours and 24 minutes. It's not legalism. If you don't want to do it, you don't have to do it. This is just something that really, if you lean into it, you'd be shocked at how much God would bless you. So this is, this is your opportunity, okay? So I'm just giving you opportunity to join myself and others from around the world as we are Uh, in the midst of this right now. So whether you're on the 40 day prayer journey with us or whether you just really want to step it up in your prayer law, in your prayer walk and see your prayers effective. This is what I would encourage you to do. Number one, get, get a prayer, get a prayer journal, get a prayer journal so that each day, and you don't have to use a whole page on each day. I, I just use three sentences so that on each day you put, you put the date, and you put some basic information such as how long you prayed and that will do two things number one it will help you validate each day let's say you're on the 40-day prayer journey with me if you're going 40 days you want to keep a record sure is easy to forget things when you don't have a record sometimes you can't even remember where you uh, started you can't even remember when you finished you don't know what what you did on this day or that day well if you write it down it's validated. You've got it. You can go back and look at it. You can say uh, on the 12th or on the 21st, I spent this much time in prayer. You can know exactly what you did. So it brings validation. Validation of what? 
First of all, the day and the date. You don't have to have a lot of details. This is not a diary. I'm not talking about a diary where each day you're sitting down and writing out all the thoughts of your heart and all the deep mysteries of the universe. I'm not talking about that. No, all I'm talking about is a prayer journal to log your prayer activity. Well, Pastor Stephen, what should I write? Number one, all you want to put down is just the day and the date. Uh, Today is Tuesday you know, January the 23rd or whatever it might be, or today is Saturday, you know, and, uh, you know, the day is this and the month is this and the year is this next after that, just put how long you prayed for in the morning. Woo. Okay. Just write it down. If, it, if you're on the, uh, 40 day prayer journey with us and you did your two hours and 24 minutes, write it down. Praise God. Okay. And if there's any little special notes, maybe God spoke to you. Maybe God said something to you. Maybe he gave you a word of wisdom. Maybe you had a vision or something like that. Then if it's something important, you can write that down. Uh, for myself, I keep it pretty lean and thin. I, I only write things down if God says something to me, because I don't want this to turn into a journal where I now got like another kind of responsibility. I just want this simple and easy, write the day and the date, write how much time I spent in prayer in the morning and any special, uh, divine experience. I will write that down in a brief format. Praise the Lord. I would say, look at this as like a training journal of an athlete. You know, if, if you were a runner and you wanted to keep track of your running, because maybe you're a professional athlete, a professional runner, you would just, you know, you know, write it down Monday, you know, uh, morning run eight miles, evening run seven miles, and then next day and so forth. You just keep it simple. That way you keep yourself honest. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Now, what I also do is I put total time for the whole day. Uh, I already mentioned that I'll put how much time I prayed in the morning, but if I have some other time later in the day and I can squeeze some more prayer time in, I'll put the total time that I prayed for the day. So this will help you to validate your day. And this also number two will bring you into a place of personal accountability in your own spirituality. You know what? If you want to lose weight, you're going to have to be accountable. If you're going to get on Weight Watchers, Jenny Craig, or many of these great uh, programs that are out there, they are going to want you to have a system of tracking what you eat. Oh, Pastor Stephen, I don't want to do that. That's, that's why you're, that's why you're having a struggle because there's no accountability. If it's not, if it's not, uh, overseen and if it's not accounted for, then, um, you know, it's, it's, you're probably not going to be successful at it. So you can validate each day with the prayer journal and you can also hold yourself personally accountable. And if you ever want to find out why perhaps you failed in a certain area spiritually, why you were unprepared, why uh, it didn't go uh, this way or something like that, all you have to do is look at this. This is brutally honest and you can look at it and you can say, well, that's why I didn't put any, I didn't put any effort into it, had no prayer time, walked into it and, you know, fell flat, flat on my face or whatever the case might be, or put a lot of prayer time in it, walked into it and just knocked the ball out of the park. So it's really up to you. But when you have that, it will be very, very helpful in your life. That's the first thing I would say to do. That's what I do. That's, that's something that will really, really help you. 
I pray early in the morning. I want to encourage you to do that as well. Sometimes I pray uh, during the day, sometimes even at night, sometimes, you know, uh, late at night and stuff like that. But I still want to get up early. I want to get up early. And in order to do that, I always set an alarm. Although a lot of the times I don't even use it. I, I get up before it ever goes off, turn it off, and I go, I'm already praying. But I'm still going to set the alarm. I've got an alarm on my cell phone, and I make sure it's charged up, and it's right next to me. I, I'm talking within arm's reach. That way I can uh, check it. I can, you know, turn it off and so forth. And also a digital clock. Preferably, you want two forms. In case plan A fails, you've got to back up with plan B. And I'm not talking about a snooze button where you hit a snooze button and then you don't wake up until 20 minutes later. And then you start running out of time. You don't want to do that. You want to have two systems. Uh, it's like an aircraft. You want redundancy. That way, if you're flying at 40,000 feet and this stops working, ah, not a problem. We've got a redundant backup system over here. And a lot of times uh, in uh, certain applications, they, there are three even four redundant backup systems that way should three things fail you've still got a, even another option so you if you really want to get up and pray then set an alarm and set two now here's something that will help you maybe more than anything to be a great prayer champion and to have earth-shaking prayer, and I'm talking about getting up in the morning and spending quality time with God and waiting on the Lord and praying it all comes down not so much to what you do in the morning as to will you win this the night before because the night before determines how you're going to respond early in the morning when you get up to pray and if you stay up to one o'clock two o'clock watching just stupid shows on television i'm talking about stuff that has no life in it just baloney uh that that's uh, i'll be honest it's just absolute waste of time if you're wasting your time you cannot expect somehow that the grace of god is going to touch you when four o'clock in the morning rolls around your body will not be able to respond you may want it to but it's not going to be able to you're not superhuman so you have to do your part you have to be disciplined the night before and be careful with things like surfing the internet or sometimes in that late night evening as you're winding down you want you want just kind of like relaxation time that's cool but be very very careful you don't get caught up with something that's so comfortable that you thought you would do it for 10 minutes and it turned into an hour and a half now before you know it it's it's midnight it's after midnight and you're thinking I I want to get up at four this is going to hurt well if you still go ahead and get up at four that's great but it probably will hurt won't it and not only that the worst part of all is that you're tired you're fatigued and you really can't pray focused it's awful if you're drifting off to sleep you're so tired wore out you can't even hardly stay awake uh, that that is just a never fun place to be in so take your walk with God serious you win this in the morning by what you do the night before go to bed at an hour where you have enough sleep where you can get up and get after your prayer time Woo! praise God hallelujah glory there are the times that Perhaps you will not be able to get to bed as early as you want. On the last Sunday message, we pre-recorded it on Saturday evening, and I was going to launch it Sunday morning, and Saturday evening, I, I preached the message. It came out to be an hour and nine minutes, and uh, we went, and uh, me and my media team, we played it back and noticed that there was a technical error, and we thought, well, we can 
you know, we can do some things to fix it, but it will take it a while for the computer to uh, simulate it and render it. If we download it and then try to tweak and fix it, I said, it's just easier. I told my guys, I said, it's easier for me just to go back out to the studio and preach it over again. I've got the notes. Let's just go, don't go do it again. By the time I'd re-preached it and we get it posted and get it ready for that morning to launch. And by the time I got home, it's one o'clock in the morning. Okay. So what is the mind of uh, Stephen Brooks thinking at one o'clock in the morning? The same thing you would be thinking. I'm I'm committed to getting up at four o'clock in the morning. Wow, Lord, Lord, you know I didn't do this uh, at just going out goofing off. Lord, I'm I'm about your business. I'm I'm doing the things that are of your kingdom. And Lord, here I find myself at one o'clock in the morning. By the time I fell asleep, it was probably about one twenty. And I said, Lord, you're going to have to help me because four o'clock sure comes very early and it comes very very quickly. So. Uh, you know, I, I, I feel those things. Jesus did too. You see Jesus get tired and fatigued in the scriptures, having to sit down and rest and so forth, having to take a, a nap at the back of the boat. He's human. He understands our nature. But when four o'clock came around, there was a grace. I, I don't expect that if I abuse it, but if I need it, there is a grace. And I got up and uh, it took a, just a few minutes to kind of get the system rolling. But I tell you what, after just a couple minutes, that that flame of the spirit was burning and uh, the, the prayer time just flew by. Praise the Lord. But I don't expect that grace to be there if I'm up watching a late night comedian shows or just watching uh, all kinds of silly uh, things that that have no value in this life. So if you really want to be focused because it's the night before, it's very important. It's very important that determines what you're going to do the next morning. Praise God. This takes, takes an area of discipline. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Glory to God. All right. Pastor Stephen, again, the question, what do you actually do when you're praying? When you're sitting there at four o'clock in the morning in the dark in a chair, in a corner of a private room, so you don't disturb your family. What actually are you doing? Are you twiddling your thumbs? No, I'm, I'm praying. Remember, you have to do the work. Elijah was a great, a great man, and Elijah saw great miracles, but it's all because he prayed. And if he didn't pray, uh, he's now lumped in with those that would be uh, just kind of like what we would say in many ways, just a normal a normal worldly type person, but no, he said, that's not going to be my legacy. I'm going to be a person of prayer and by the power of God's spirit, great things are going to be done to glorify the Lord. And so you have the same invitation. You have the same potential to accomplish great things. All you have to do is go do it. So first of all, understand this. We all have different styles. We all have different ways that we can do things. But the main thing above all is that you just go do it. Do you understand that? It's you. You remember the old uh, Nike commercial? Just do it. And in a lot of ways, there's a lot of good truth to that. Just go pray. Well, Pastor Stephen, I don't know what to pray. Well, when I started, I didn't really know that much either. But you just start and you just go, and the Holy Spirit will help you. He will help you. But you need to pray. One time, I taught a, a sermon. At a, uh, at a conference, and I taught on the subject of waiting on the Lord, spending time with God, and, uh, it, you know, prayer and waiting on the Lord. And so a year go by, a year, a whole year goes by, and I'm invited back. I go back, and I preach at the conference again, and the host minister said to me, said, uh, 
you know, Pastor Stephen, I, I, I got up early in the morning and I waited on the Lord, just like you said, and like it says in Isaiah chapter 40 uh, about waiting on the Lord. And I did it for a whole year and absolutely nothing happened. I said, well, <laughs> hold on just a moment. You got up every morning early and you spent time with the Lord for a whole year. Yes. And nothing ever happened. You never had any answered prayer. Nothing ever happened. He said, Pastor Stephen, nothing happened. I said, what did you actually do when you got up? What did you do? He goes, well, I would just go sit in the chair and just sit there and wait. I said, did you pray? No, I just waited on the Lord. I, I said, you, you didn't do any praying? You didn't, you didn't talk to the Lord? Uh, uh, no, I just, I just sat there and I waited on the Lord. I said, you actually did that for a whole year? <laughs> uh, if you were I or you, I, I'd be like, hey, this has been a week, not much going on here. Maybe I should change this up a little bit. So he's, he did that for a whole year. I said, brother, I said, waiting on the Lord doesn't mean you just sit there and twiddle your thumbs. Lord, I'm awaiting. Yep. Lord, I'm just waiting. Lord, if there's anything you want to say, Lord, I'm just waiting. My friends, you need to pray. Hallelujah. There's a time when you sense God may want to say something and does want to say something, and you can stop talking. You pull back, and, and you're listening. But even when you're listening, sometimes you're, you're still softly praying in the Spirit. My friends, if you want the results, pray. Ah, now, now the golden question, the million-dollar question, right? Pastor Stephen, what do I pray? How, how do I pray? All right, let's, let's do this the easiest way possible. Let's say it's four o'clock or five o'clock in the morning. You've gotten up and you're new at this, or maybe you've been doing it for a while, but you're not quite happy with the way uh, the results seem to be, or as we would say, the lack of results. Okay. I'm going to give you one thing. This is all you need. If I never saw you again, and you never heard me preach another message for the rest of your life. And we never saw each other again until we go to be in heaven. And then one day we can talk. If I, if this was the only thing you ever got from me to keep you busy in prayer, this one thing that I will give you will keep you busy in prayer till Jesus comes back. You, you don't need anything else. You may want to supplement it. You may want to add other things. There are other options, but this one thing that I will now give you is enough to keep you busy in full-time prayer. You can pray all you want. You will never, ever exhaust what I'm about to share with you. You can pray this until Jesus comes back, never deplete it, never get bored of it, never get tired of it, never never not have an anointing on it. No, it will always be anoint, anointed and quickened by the Spirit. It's just a matter of, will you do it? Well, Pastor Stephen, please tell me that way I, I may, uh, I, I may launch into this. Well, let us just go to it right now. Matthew chapter six. Therefore, do not be like them for your father knows the things you have need of before you ask him in this manner. Therefore pray. Okay. This is the Lord's prayer. Matthew chapter six. This is Jesus now teaching his disciples. Verse nine, our father in heaven, hallowed be your name. All right, the Lord's Prayer. It takes maybe seven seconds to read through it. Ah, here's the thing. If you pray through it, it will, it will almost always take an hour, okay? Sometimes 50 minutes, maybe sometimes a little over an hour. But if you pray this prayer, remember, Jesus said, in this manner, therefore pray. What the Lord is doing is giving you a template to pray from. 
Okay, he didn't mean for you just to blast through this in seven seconds and say, well, I prayed the Lord's Prayer. That sure didn't do nothing. No, you're supposed to take your time and work through it, work through each subject hitting and just pray slowly and pray in the spirit, pray in tongues and let the Holy Spirit help you expand each subject hitting. And if you do that, slowly work your way through it while you're sitting in that chair in the dark, praying in the spirit, working your way through the Lord's Prayer you will have enough to pray and enough to keep you busy in prayer until Jesus comes back. And that is not an exaggeration in the least bit. In South Korea, keeping in mind that the largest Christian church in the world is in Seoul, South Korea, and my wife and I, we've, we've ministered in Seoul. What a beautiful city. And we, we love the Korean people. And uh, they're very, very um, hot with prayer. And uh, they're very big on the Lord's Prayer. And it was really the teachings of Dr. Uh, David Youngie Cho that inspired me years back when I was in my early 20s to pray the Lord's Prayer. And he was the one that taught me that, yes, this is a template. You take it, you pray it, and you expand upon it. It's like giving somebody a skeleton and saying, let's put uh, muscle and sinew and tissue on the, blown, on the bones and get this all filled out. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. But in, in South Korea, this is known as the running track. It's like doing a loop around the track. Ever go to a high school track or maybe a college track, and it's a quarter mile all the way around? Okay, so they consider praying through the Lord's Prayer, which takes about one hour when you take your time and do it right. It takes about one hour. They, they consider that being one loop around the track. Well, Pastor Stephen, uh, what happens if I do a loop and I, uh, I still feel there's a little gas in the tank? Do another loop. Pray another hour. Well, I, I did. I still feel, I, oh, well, get back on the running track. They, that's, that's the way they refer to it as, get back on the running track. And you can pray this prayer over, slowly, over, and over again. And it's not uncommon for thousands. I'm not, I'm not over-exaggerating. It's not uncommon for thousands to get up every morning and pray this prayer, spend about three hours just looping through it three times. Praise the Lord. Glory to the Lord. Oh, that's, that's uh, uh, no coincidence the largest church in the world is there because it's not just one man. Dr. Cho couldn't carry that all by himself. It was a, it was a prayer revival, and it just everybody realizes, oh, this is what's supporting all this. God's working through us with prayer, and, and if we stop praying, the revival ends. So you got to keep praying. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Our Father, our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. You can stop right there. Spend easy 10 minutes. I think this morning I maybe spent about 15 minutes here. Father, I worship your name. Oh God, I just thank you. Thank you for your goodness in my life and just all different forms of expression of worshiping God, the great name of the Lord. Lord, you're my master. Lord Jesus, you're my Savior. Father God, you're such a good Father. Holy Spirit, I love you. And you just, just worship uh, the name of the Lord. And then you can come in the verse 10, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. That for me is always this, the steak and potatoes. That's really um, the bread and butter of where I camp out at. Verse 10 usually takes sometimes an hour. Lord, let your kingdom come. Lord, let your will be done in the earth as, in, as it is in heaven. Hallelujah. And I begin to pray for President Trump. 
Vice President Mike Pence. I begin to pray for the nation, the, uh, our state, and so forth. I begin to pray for the church. I begin to pray for this ministry. I begin to pray for uh, online church members, ministry partners, uh, ministry friends. And, and, you know, the Holy Spirit's bringing things to me, uh, things to cover. Uh, things to cover. And so you just keep praying this. You just keep praying until you feel peace, until you feel satisfied. Every day is different from the perspective of what I cover, but every day the template is the same. I've been praying this, uh, you know, for decades, and it's still just as anointed every morning as I get up as it was the first day I ever started. So your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. Yes, God's concerned about your personal needs. Pastor Stephen, we shouldn't ask God for anything. Oh, that's, uh, look, that's nothing but religious arrogance and pride. Right here, Jesus said the pray, Father, give us this day our daily bread. And that's not just talking about you know, uh, eggs and bacon and hash brown, hash browns, you know, it's just like, Lord, uh, I've got these needs going on in my life right now. Uh, Lord, I, I have this bill over here. Lord, I'm asking you to work also in this area. I've got some other things in my personal life. Lord, I'd like to bring before you and talk about, I'd like for your wisdom on this. I need, I need your advice on this and you just talk it over with the Lord. How long pastor Stephen, how long, however, however long you want, it's up to you. Five minutes, eight minutes, 18 minutes. Just talk it over with the Lord. <laughs> Hallelujah. And just work your way through each, each line. It's really good. Father, forgive me of my debts, my sins, and I forgive anybody on this planet, anywhere, any place, even anybody who's not on the planet, maybe somebody that died or something. I forgive anybody anywhere who has sinned against me. I don't hold a grudge against anybody. Father, I forgive them. And Father, forgive me also of my sins. Just work your way. Work your way through it. Hallelujah. By the way, you know, if you're, if you're harboring unforgiveness and bitterness against somebody, you can see how you're going to run into this during your prayer time. So when you're, when you're praying and you, you know, you, know, you just yield to the Lord and everything stays smooth. Everything uh, stays working right between you and the Lord, because it, you're, you're bringing it up every day. There's nowhere to hide. There's nowhere to say, well, Lord, I'm not going to pray that. I'm going to skip that because, well, then if you do that, the presence of the Lord leaves. And then you're sitting there all by yourself in the dark. No, the presence comes. The Lord's there. And you just keep praying. You keep praying because God's working uh, all kinds of things out in your life. And you're talking about it, and it keeps everything fresh, everything smooth. I like verse 13. And Heavenly Father, lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. I think there's a lot of people that just wake up in the morning. I'm talking about Christians that uh, there's there's no prayer life. There's no there's no knowledge of who they are in Christ and the Word. There's no knowledge of the covenant, God's protection, God's blessing, God's peace. And so they just walk right into the day, and they walk into all types of snares. They walk into all types of temptations that are that are already baited and uh, prepared for them. And the devil's thinking, I know just how to get them and they just walk right into it but you can pray lord lead me away from it after all it says in the book of proverbs that uh no bird can be caught when they are able to see the snare it's not like a bird's going to just land and say oh i see that snare but i i'll just go ahead and carry uh, uh just land there today anyhow i don't really care that much about my life no if, if you lay the snare before the birds they'll never land but my friends 
when you walk with the Lord, you just say, Lord, lead me away from temptation. I don't want anything to do with it. I know, I know sometimes I am going to face things or run into things because I'm living on this earth. But Lord, I know also that there's a lot of things I can completely avoid by yielding to your spirit, walking close with you. There's a lot of stuff, the majority of stuff I can completely escape just by being led of your spirit. And, uh, never even going down paths that would be paths of entrapment. Praise God. And of course, deliver us from the evil one. Praise the Lord. And you could jump off and branch off the Psalm 91 and begin to pray that and so forth. So uh, the, the Psalms are also good. Uh, some of them are very, very good for prayer. Some of them are a little bit um, legalistic in the sense they're under the law heavily. And so, you know, it's like, you know, crush my enemies and kill my enemies and knock their teeth out. Well, we don't need to get back in the legalism and go underneath the law. We want to uh, pray for our enemies and so forth. So you want to keep it, uh, you want to keep it in a new covenant perspective, all of your prayers. For yours is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. And, you know, you just work your way through all of these little subtitles, work your way through all of them, and you'll never, ever, ever run out of something to pray for. Hallelujah. Well, Pastor Stephen, I prayed through it. It took 20 minutes. Well, go right back on the track again and loop through it again if you have time and, you, and if you want to. You're hungry for the things of God. I remember the first time I ever knelt to pray. I was a sophomore in college. And I became uh, uh, friends with a brother who befriended me, who was getting a degree in theology. And he said, Stephen, he said, I'm getting up tomorrow morning at six o'clock to pray down in the dorm uh, break room, you know, where they had the vending machines and the ice machine. He said, you want to meet me there at six o'clock? I thought, wow, that's the wildest thing I've ever heard in my life. Somebody actually getting up at six in the morning to pray? I've never heard of that in my life. I, I, I was raised in church all my life. I said, uh, I said, yeah, I'll, I'll do that. I didn't know what to expect. Uh, all I knew that there was not going to be anybody in the break room because nobody's buying Cheetos and Doritos at six o'clock in the morning. So uh, I met him there at six o'clock in the morning. And he said, Stephen, I'm going to go over to that corner and you can go over to that corner and uh, I'll just, I'll see you later. Okay. I thought that's it. And, uh, and I, I, I guess it was. And he, he went over into the uh, corner over there and he began praying. And I went over to my corner and I, and I began praying and I prayed and I prayed and I prayed like I'd never prayed in my life. I, I, I just prayed all, all over the world. Hallelujah. Prayed for this, prayed for that, prayed for everything I could think of until I was completely exhausted and wore out. And I looked at my watch and I had prayed for 20 minutes. Oh, I, I thought I'd prayed maybe for at least two hours easily, but I had prayed for 20 minutes. I looked over at him he was still going. Well, 20 minutes for me, I felt like I just climbed Mount Everest. I didn't know what to do. So I, I stopped and I, uh, I was already dressed. So I went to breakfast at the dorm, uh, excuse me, at the cafeteria. And I, I saw him later during the day. His name was Tony. I said, Tony, how long did you pray for? He said, 40 minutes. And when he said 40 minutes, I mean, that, that was like meeting somebody who could run a mile under four minutes. I mean, I just felt like I had met somebody that was like some type of uh, spiritual giant. I, I mean, it was like meeting a heavyweight champion of the world or, or, or a movie star. I had never met anybody in my life that prayed 40 minutes in the morning. Well, I began going to those early morning prayer sessions, and sometimes he'd go over an hour. And sometimes I would even hit the red line and even touch 40 minutes myself. My, but my friends, we, we grow. We grow. I, I smell right now. What is that? It's, um, 
It's like myrrh. Hallelujah. Beautiful fragrance of the Lord's coming in. And I believe the Lord is wanting to prophetically uh, symbolize the beautiful growth, the beautiful growth. Oh, hallelujah. Glory to God, the growth of the Christian, of the child of God. Praise the Lord. Aren't you glad you aren't where you used to be? Hallelujah. And you're still moving onward to something even greater. Well, my, my friends, my prayer life began to develop and, uh, and then there was a setback and, you know, just by, you know, uh, carnal living basically. And then, then there was a comeback getting back into it again and things like that. And then there was eventually a lock in hallelujah. I like, Lord, I ain't never skipping out on this again. And so my friends, wherever you're at, just start. But here's the thing wherever you're at, just do it. Well, Pastor Steve, I don't feel like I know enough. Well, who does? Uh, who knows enough to say I, I'm the world's leading expert and everybody listen to me? No, just go pray. Just get up and go pray. Uh, do it your way. And, um, you know, there, there there's, there's freedom. There's wiggle room. Okay. Just whatever it works for you. The bottom line, just go pray. Some people sit in the chair. Well, they shouldn't be sitting in their chair, Pastor Stephen. If they're really spiritual, they'd be on their knees. Well, sometimes I'll be honest, you pray on your knees long enough, it hurts. <laughs> right? <laughs> Especially if you're on a concrete floor. I don't know. But oftentimes for me, because if I get up real early, which usually I do, and that's a daily thing for me, when I get up real early, uh, everything's a little too stiff for me, you know, in my fifties to be, to be kneeling. So I just sit in the chair, praise God. And I start praying. So it's, it's different, whatever works for you. Okay. Praise God, whatever works for you. But my my friends pray, pray, and you can be a person who's moving in earth shaking prayers. Wow. You can be a person who sees the same type of results like Elijah did. Oh, it might not be fire coming down from heaven. It might not be uh, binding and then loosing a three and a half year drought over an entire region of the earth, but it could be something else that is dramatic in a sense and affects your entire life, even others around you for good, for the glory of the Lord. And it all comes out of prayer. Praise the Lord. It all comes out of prayer. You'd be amazed at the anointing that's generated through prayer in the morning and how it'll stay with you throughout the day. It'll stay with you all day long. It'll be there at nine o'clock in the morning. It'll be there at nine o'clock at night. And when you go to sleep, wake up in the morning, boom, fresh bread, fresh oil, fresh anointing flowing again. Praise God. Hallelujah. If you want to lock in with me on the 40 day prayer challenge, some of you already have, because we started just a few days ago. And if you're, if you're wanting to, you can start now because we're still in the very early phases of this, then just let me know. Okay. For a sense of, of getting locked in. Well, Pastor Stephen, I don't want to email you and let you know because I might quit in a few days. Well, if you don't email, you probably will quit. But if you do email me and say, I'm in, I'm going to give it a go. At least you're stepping out in faith, okay? And who knows? I believe you could even make it all the way to 40 days. And after 40 days, the great beyond is still out there awaiting you. But my friends, let's endeavor to do this together for 40 days. If you, if you say, Pastor Stephen, I'm going to give it my very best. By God's grace, I'm going to give it a go. Just email me at contact. Email me, contact at stephenbrooks.org. And just say, Pastor Stephen, I'm in. I'm in. Okay, and if you wrap up the 40 days together with us, um, you know, we'll all get on a conference call. And I'll pray over people 
and uh, we'll just have a great time of rejoicing in, in the Lord. To do the 40-day prayer challenge means that by 7 o'clock in the morning, you've already got a tithe of your day in. Uh, uh, you have 24 hours in a day. If you want to give God a tithe of that in prayer, it's two hours and 24 minutes. Can you believe I actually used to tell everybody it's two hours and 40 minutes. I had a dear pastor friend from Nigeria. He said, Pastor Stephen, a tithe of a day's time is not two hours and 40 minutes. He says it's two hours and 24 minutes. And much to my surprise, when I added it up on the calculator, I found out he was right. And I thought, wow, I've been giving a tithe and an offering because many times I do 240. <laughs> <laughs> oh, hallelujah. Sometimes it's good to be wrong. Praise God. So if you want to do that with us for 40 days and you complete that, okay, then you, you will be given, uh, well, first of all, if you complete it, just email me again at contact at stephenbrooks.org and say, Pastor Stephen, I did it. I did the 40 days, okay? You will receive a reply with a toll-free phone number. And uh, you will be able to get on the conference call and, and dial in. We'll all have a lot of fun together. Praise the Lord. Now, I know this conference call will work for those in America. If you're on the other side of the planet, uh, it might not work. I'll have to check in on that. Praise God. Glory to the Lord. We'll find some way to celebrate together. Don't worry about that. You just go pray. <laughs> we'll figure that out in about 30 days of how we can all connect, but we will. But you need to finish it. If you do it 40 days straight, a tithe, uninterrupted, uh, we'll join together for the conference call. But either, e either way, my friends, even if you say, Pastor Stephen, I can't chew that much right now, you can still chew something. You can still bite something. You can still make an impact. You can still pray. Yes, you can. Praise the Lord. Glory to the Lord. Father, I pray for grace for your people today, grace and strength, grace and strength and joy. Hallelujah. To be mighty people of prayer that they also come into a, a place where they have prayed, where things are shaken. Oh, we give you praise. Yes, it's happening even now. We bless you in Jesus' name. Amen. Praise the Lord. By the way, there's many other things you can pray, not just the Lord's Prayer, but that's, that's enough to carry you. If that's all you had, you wouldn't need any other teaching on prayer for the rest of your life. You just pray the Lord's Prayer. And the Holy Spirit, who is your teacher and your guide, your advocate, your counselor, He will help you to blossom in the Lord's Prayer. We haven't even really covered the epistles of Paul, the, the prayers of Paul, which are dynamic. Some of the Psalms are incredible, uh, incredible to pray as well. So you got a lot of material, but all you really need is the Lord's Prayer. It's still the main one I use even today. Praise God. Let's take communion together. Glory to God. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Woo! Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Father, we thank you for the bread and the juice. We consecrate it. We bless it. As we take communion together, this is now the flesh and the blood of Jesus, our Savior. Woo, see him in the garden praying, praying for you and praying for me. Aren't you glad he prayed? Woo, thank God. Hallelujah. Mm, 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 mm. Say this, say, I'm going to pray. Say, I, I've got to pray. Hallelujah. Praise God. Father, thank you for the body of, of Jesus. We receive his flesh now holding to the promises of your word that we can be mighty in prayer. And we're going to do it. We thank you, Father, in Jesus' name. Amen. Let's receive.
praise the Lord. Don't let a lack of knowledge on the subject of prayer be a an excuse. Don't let it be an excuse for why you don't pray. Well, I don't know enough about it, Pastor Stephen. No, you know enough. You know enough to go pray. Absolutely. Everybody, I believe, who's been watching me at least for three months, you know, you know enough on prayer to at least go pray for an hour every day. Hallelujah. My friends, the response, though, is up to us. I believe you're going to respond. I believe that God's making you a great prayer champion. And you're going to love the results so much. You're going to say, I'm never going to stop doing this ever. Hallelujah. Father, we thank you for the blood of Jesus. We thank you for earth-shaking prayer. Hallelujah. We thank you for breakthrough anointing and breakthrough results. God, we give you praise. Thank you. Thank you for this life, Father, in Christ. Nothing else like it. We praise you in Jesus' name. Amen. Let's receive the blood of Jesus. Praise God. Praise the Lord. My friends, it's time to go to work. It's time to pray. I'll see you next time. Till then, you be richly blessed. Bye-bye. For more information about the ministry of Apostle Stephen Brooks, visit our website at stephenbrooks.org.